the New York media has gotten soft, including you, Paul. I don't need any kind of crap from you. Take a lap defense. Take a lap special teams. Who cares? No. It doesn't matter. It sure does. It doesn't. Paul, do you know what drip is? Do we have to explain? No, I'm going to let you wear the clown makeup. Removing goalposts. How stupid is that? No drunkenness. He answered the question fine. We move on. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Shoot him, shoot. The kicker. You hear how he says the kicker. Like he's a subset from the team. Do I send you journalism lessons on Twitter? We got a lot of angry people on this podcast. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to a Merry Christmas edition of Blue Rush, our Giants podcast from the New York Post. No guests today, but we will go through our Giants Christmas wish list later in the show. What do the Giants want for Christmas? They've been given a lot of coal this season. But in the offseason, we'll talk about what they would like on their list. But first, let's welcome in the host of Blue Rush. That would be two-time Super Bowl champion. Cue the bagpipes. It's the Scotsman, Lawrence Tynes. And his co-host, Giants beat writer for the New York Post, Paul Schwartz. Well, this is our first soiree into the video world as we will you know, use some clips from the show. We're all looking, uh, you know, Andrew and Paul are, are the common folks. They're so domestic. Sarah I mean, and Lawrence have beautiful Giants theme. Is that a Giants sweater, Lawrence, or what mean, is that? Yes, yeah, is. hell yeah, it is. Wait, I got to turn mine Sarah, on. Turn, Sarah, turn on your lights. And I'm in a Cheetos hoodie, which clearly is great. And We're not uh, messing wow, around there it is. Here. The lights. We're not messing right. around here. Paul the Max is Giants. Uh, Sarah, that's more energy than the Giants offense has shown all season right there. Yeah, seriously. You know, they, they, need to, they, they, they need to take that on the field with them a little bit. You this know, brings maybe, me way more joy than the Giants. Hold on. Don't let me. Listen, I'm not done here. We got to see the pants here. The pants. Lights. Oh, look at oh. the pants. Don't want to get the inner thigh in there. It's a PG show, but look at these babies. Do they hey, light up? Corduroy. No, just really good, really good thread count there on the colors. Are those, are those kicking kicking pants? What would Tom Coffin say about those as kicking pants? Tom would He'd say find, nothing find and just fine you. Even yeah, ankle socks. We Actually, need Paul and Andrew to bring out all the stops next show. We got you guys got to come with something flashy. I know Andrew does. Paul, I'm curious. What was the flashiest thing in your closet, B. Paul? Right now, do you have any like cool jersey or anything? I'm not a big jersey guy. Um, a bunch of college things from my colleges and my kids' colleges. Let me think. What would be? Um, I remember when I was little and my father was working in men's clothing, and he brought me home a pair of bell-bottoms, which were kind of like, and and they were brown, and they were a little bit suede, and they had frayed bottoms, and I put them on, and they were very stylish, and my mother looked at them, and looked at my father, and was like, she might have been saying, what do you you want, you just might as well give them drugs, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing to our kid here? You know, it was like, it's okay, they're just bell-bottoms with fringes, it's okay. That I remember those were pretty cool. All right, so Paul. And you, wear you said they were. Next. You said they were frayed at the bottom. They were fringe. Yeah, they deliberately like you know they had fringes. That was like the cool cool thing. They were not. That's back in style. Fringe hope, from the. I hope you kept those around, Paul. That's that's coming back. Oh, please style. God, no! Well, I hope you did not keep those. Um. Well, yeah, I think um they might not quite fit the same snug fit as they did back then. Yeah, it might be a little different. All right. Well, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Everyone's got COVID. The giant, the Eagles head coach has COVID. The Jets have 17 guys with COVID. Are you guys in the Christmas spirit, Lawrence? Like you're in Kansas, so you're not in the bright lights in New York City, but are you feeling the Christmas mm. spirit right now? You know, in the Chiefs, the town is buzzing a little bit. The Chiefs are hot. You know, this town's always excited about the Chiefs, but no, if my football team's not doing good, I'm not happy. So no, I don't feel like it's Christmas. Um, my kids don't, you know, we were we had a nice trip 
And obviously Omicron put a dent in that. So we're going to stay home, but we'll make the most of it. I think it's supposed to be warm on Christmas day here and we'll, we'll have family and friends over. Everybody's healthy. That's the most important part. Yeah, we'll do something fun, but no, it doesn't totally feel like Christmas for some reason. I don't know why. You know, the Giants, they, uh, Joe Judge was asked that on Wednesday about, you know, the coaches always try to do something around Christmas, right? Now, you know, Christmas, if your team is good, Christmas is always right, you know, during the playoff push and you can't be taking days off. But, you know, they, they always try to accommodate a little bit, leave early, that kind of thing, Christmas Eve. But Joe Judge made a good point. He's, you know, Christmas Eve is Friday. Friday is a very light day in football anyway. So he said, we're like, we don't have to do anything for Christmas. Saturday is Christmas. Saturday is uh, they'll travel at some point in the afternoon to Philly. So it's kind of like they don't even have to make accommodations for Christmas this year because it's, you know, Friday and Saturday. So it's kind of like it doesn't feel very festive around the Giants either. There's no question about that. Well, because that and they suck. Like there's nothing. They're not playing for anything. Like it just that's another thing. Like we always talk about playing meaningful December football. And when you're not playing meaningful December football, it just, you know, like we would be excited to we're excited to see Jake Fromm this weekend. Agree, right? That's the most exciting thing we'll probably see that we're anticipating seeing this weekend. But other than that, I mean, you're not playing for anything. You know, there's and nothing. There's nothing, nothing like the NFL when it comes to late season oh, team is, team you're is out, of it? out of it. You know, guys don't want to get hurt. It, it, it's very hard. You know, I, I remember talking to offensive linemen over the years, and you know, they're like look, we got to line up 60 to 70 times and block and the guy across the way is trying to kill us. So, you know, it's not like we can let up because we're out of the playoffs, you know, and it's rough, you know, in basketball, you kind of do your thing, hockey, baseball, certainly, you know, you go through the motion sort of, and, you know, just trying to play the game, take, get your at bats, throw your pitches, but football, you know, Lawrence, I mean, you, you, you really don't know, and you've been out of it by the end of the year, but it hasn't been this bad. I mean, the Giants haven't been in it at any point. You know, I can see it. It's it's really lifeless, really lifeless. And, but you're right, this Jake Fromm thing, at least, and I wrote about that in the post for Thursday, is at least it gives us something new, something fresh. Nobody expects him to be the next great quarterback, but it's something. You know, for a team grasping for something different, he gives you something different, and I never thought I'd say this, but it can't be worse than what we've seen. It just can't be. It just can't be. I mean, I you saw the tweet from earlier this week about Mike Lennon's statistics with this team. That's horrific. Like he was always, you know, you said you didn't think he was that bad. I don't think he is. I think the system and this offense is that bad because those numbers are pretty bad compared to a guy who over has a somewhat of a track. Everyone has a track record as a player, and he has one. And he is 27 points off his career rating with this team the yards per attempt. I mean, there's a lot of bad numbers on there with this team. And see that that that's the problem with Jake Fromm is that is he going to get a a honest evaluation? Because you say, look, you know, he came in at the end of the game. We know what the deal was with that. Looked okay, got the ball out quick. You know, threw a 36 yard pass to Kenny Galladay. And you know, we asked Kenny Galladay about that. And you know, we asked him very specifically. You know, do you want Jake to start? He said, "Oh, I don't care who starts. I don't care." Who <laughs> yeah, he does. If if, if I, you you put a lie detector on, he wants Jake Fromm to start. And this is what Kenny Galladay. This is what he said. When is the last time you heard any Giants receiver sound excited about a quarterback like this? This is what he said about Jake Fromm. He really just came in and missed most of his opportunity. Things weren't going well, so I think he just kind of went in there, fearless, really, kind of let me sling it around a little bit. He did a hell of a job. And then he said. There was no reason to have him go in there playing timid. It was under two minutes. Nothing that was going to do was really going to make or break us there. And he said, 
He controlled the huddle. He threw the ball around, not going in there thinking, I don't want to mess up. He said, that's the first step. I don't want to mess up. With him, it was like, hey, let me go out there and try to prove myself. And that was great to see. They want him to play. You know, like I said, they're not expecting Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, this guy threw the ball 36 yards and Kenny Galladay caught it. And that's, you know, better than the other two quarterbacks, basically, that played this year. It absolutely is. And, and listen, a little excitement from these guys will go a long way. Philly's playing for something. I mean, they're still in this race. Yeah, obviously, we beat them at home. They're, you're going to get their best best shot. It's Philly. It's a short week. They're going to be pissed off about that. They have to play on a short week. It seems like they came out of that game healthy. I, I'm excited about that. I think Giants Nation, I know they're, everyone's upset, but be excited about Jake Fromm, young guy with a little bit of charisma. You know, he's a winner. He had a great career at Georgia. And he's a winner. You know, and Lawrence, you, you had a good tweet. You know, you said you talked to a current player and that he carries himself like a 10-year vet, which is very intriguing for a guy who's never started a game that he carries himself that way. And a guy that came, what was he, Paul? Fourth string in Buffalo? Fourth. Like there's three well, guys. he was on the practice him. squad, so yeah. he's really not even on the team. You know, he's he's the fourth quarterback, but he's not, you know, you know, Lawrence, the practice squad guys, you know, we talked to uh, Brandon London last week. They're very important, but they're not on the team. You know, you know, you know, on Friday or Saturday, you say goodbye to them. And you go play the game, and they go sit on their couch. Yeah, they don't so, travel. They you know, don't travel with the team, right? They yeah, they, are, so, they, so, they work three know, days a week. He he was not on the team. You know, last week was his first NFL experience, and um, yeah, I mean, you you get a feel for him. You know, I mean, he reminds me a little bit of Colt McCoy. His record is, I think, thirty-five and seven as a starter at Georgia. Colt McCoy was something like forty-five and eight at Texas. You know, they're about the same height. Colt McCoy is six-one. They say Jake is 6'2". That's maybe a stretch. I think he's listed as 6'2". I don't think he's 6'2". I stood right next to him today. He's not 6'2". You know, he was a bigger winner than than. than so, Paul, Paul, Paul real quick, let's go back to, like, do you, do you, like, do you like, nudge up next to him and kind of eyeball him? You know you're... what? I, I did that once. I was covering the playoffs <laughs> when the Giants weren't playing, and Russell Wilson was in the locker room in Seattle, okay? And two, two, thing, two things about that. Number one. Marshawn Lynch was in the locker room being the biggest pain in the butt you've ever seen, playing the music really loud. And, you know, people will get a kick out of Marshawn Lynch, but it's like turn the damn music off when it's our time in there to interview players. I'm not a big Marshawn Lynch fan. But then I saw this guy getting dressed and he put on like dress pants and, and a, like a black, like gray dress pants and like a black, really tight sweater. His body looked weird. And it was Russell Wilson. He's so thick. You know, and he's probably what is he six one? He just about, oh, he's not six one. Russell Wilson, he's what five eleven? Maybe yeah. five ten. Yeah, yeah. He just and he, he's blocky, and it's I like, think man, the thickness guy... made him look taller. The thickness. I like how you said he was. Lawrence, so we're going to add that to the soundboard. He's so so thick. no, he he, his, so his, his lower thick. body. I mean, and that you know, he looks like a baseball player. You know, his that that's where he gets all his power from. You know, he's got a huge lower body. His base is really is really strong. You know, but I remember looking at him and I remember standing next to him and thinking, I'm like an inch shorter than this guy, man. That's pretty amazing. How did, how did we get on Russell Wilson? Is he on your mind? Do you see him? Future Giants wearing, quarterback, whoa, whoa, whoa. Russell Wilson. Where is his show going? I think it's too early for that. We did touch on him. Can I tell you, I have one of my favorite games of all time in my career is on Christmas Day. We played the hated Oakland Raiders my rookie year. It's my very first game-winning field goal of my NFL career. 38-yarder, late. Dante Hall gets a big return. It was a night game at Arrowhead against the Raiders. So that's a major. I mean, you know, people talk about Giants Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs Chief Raiders, Raiders huge. Was, is 
you. Yeah. And that was my first taste of it. But I have a lot of fond memories. You remember, Paul, the Jets game in 2011 that we had to win? We were the away team. Big, you know, Jets were decent. We were decent. Then we got on a run. But that was an important game for a lot of reasons. Christmas 99 Eve, yards? 99 yards. Ahmad runs over that poor safety. God bless him, whatever his name How is. How about the, do you remember, did they actually, the Jets actually covered up the yep. Super Bowl? So I was logos, part of one, right? of, I was part of the group. I was actually, I pulled the drapes away and then they covered them back up. We came out and then after the game, we were flexing our muscles because we won and I went right out in that hallway and yanked them down again and thought I was so cool. I, was I thought David geek. Deal was a part of that too, wasn't he? Yeah, no? he was too, but he's not nearly as cool as I am. Dave deal. Yeah, but we talk about flexing for muscles, I think. No, no, um, no. But we he came out there with me and we like pulled him to the side and we're like, this is our house. Like, you know, just corny stuff. I would have paid to see that. That's incredible. Full uniform too. Like didn't change. It was like right. We beelined it through the locker room. A little the- known fact about that game. My son was sitting in the second row who was in the first row right in front of him. But Tony Soprano, James, the late James Galdonfini was sitting right in front of my son and he was eating a hot dog and got some mustard on my son's jacket. Did he, did we get some dry cleaning or autograph or something? I have a picture of it though. There was a picture of it there. Jared's wearing, I think, I forget whose jersey. I don't think it would Victor Cruz's jersey then. That was, that would have been good. That yeah. That is, that is still, if I would have to list the top five plays I've ever seen in Giants history, the 99 one is 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 in the top five but 99 yards and and it, it destroyed you know it ended the jet season and without that you guys might not make the playoffs and you don't have a second ring come it on was a, it was a see. hell it was a hell of a play you know the, the throw was one thing but the, the the catch the the run after the catch that victor was at he did like a jump cut that i've never seen an nfl player do like that sideways horizontal it's a cool play Oh, the good old days, huh, Lawrence? Yeah, did you days. like Lawrence? Did you like playing on a holiday like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve? Like, I feel like you'd rather be their family, but there's also the element of I'm playing in front of an audience, all the families together watching me. You'd rather play on a holiday. Well, yeah, I, I played on pretty much every one of them. Had some successes. Uh, the the worst one we had was we played Denver, Paul. You may remember this, 2010, like a Thanksgiving Thursday. It was, it was a night game. We had just played a really tough game at home. I think it was Sunday night football, too. And we have to fly to Denver for Thursday night football, and we were a no-show. I mean, we were a no-show. We were a 10-6 and six team that year. But you just can't fly out to Denver and play a team, you know, an elevation. And, and Denver was a good team, but they beat our butts. So that was the one that I remember. But I enjoyed playing on holidays. I think it's um, – you know, everybody's watching. Everybody's with their families. You get to go see your family either – after the game or before. So it's, I didn't mind. You know, it, it's like anything. I mean, you go to the stadium around Christmas time and your team is good. It's fun. It's very festive. There's people in Santa outfits and there's Christmas music playing. You know, that's what I, you know, that was the lead to my story this past week. It was cold. You know, it was a perfect football December weather, right? 45 degrees. It was a little bit of wind. I mean, it was a good football day. And at some point they're playing, you know, Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town. You know, it's blaring from the speakers. And it's like I'm looking around and thinking this is what it's about, except then I look and see 20,000 empty seats and I see a lot of Cowboys fans and I see bad football. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Christmas and New Year's is when it gets hot. You know, it's really cold. You know that it gets hot. Right. People are talking about New Year's Eve parties and you're like. Well, you know, we're, that'll be the first round, and we're trying to get a buy and all this stuff. It's it's 
boy, you know, when when, when you have it, and, they have to change it. It's got to get fixed somehow. Yeah, no, when when you have it and then you don't have it. Look, you, you can't have it every year. You know that that's I get it. But when you when you miss it for this long, there's a whole generation of Giants players now who have no idea. You know, and and no offense, Lawrence, they look at you like. Oh, that's that's the old guy who used to win here, and you're not old. You know what I mean? That's the thing. They they don't get it. They don't realize it. They try to you know put the history into them, but it's just you know. Look, Sterling Shepard, poor Sterling, is the longest tenured Giant, and he had one winning season, his first season, and it's been terrible since. And he's hurt, and he's getting surgery and all this stuff. And it's just, you know, he's a trooper, but man, he's lost a lot of games, you know, and lost a lot of games to injury. And it's just, you know, his career is probably going to come and go. And it's like. Yeah, he was a pretty good player, and boy, they stunk. Well, Daniel Jones out for this season as well, guys. You know, that, yeah, I gotta bring that up. Yeah, and, and, and da- you know, Jake Daniel spoke for the first time, and I, I'm, I really like to, you know, that's why, you know, I don't like Zoom. I like looking at a guy, seeing his body language. You know, Jake Fromm's body language was really good, really good. You know, he's a liked his body a, language, huh, Paul? He's a quarterback. You know, he answers the question. Liked he's, it. He's okay. He's you know he's he, he sounds not like a guy. Who's been in front of the media, been in front of cameras? He's played Alabama and he's played, you know, all these teams, you know, 80,000. He knows the drill, you know. But, you know, Daniel Jones looked down. He couldn't get him to smile at all. He, you know, he said he still has range of motion is good, but there are certain things that they put him through, certain things they want to see from him with his neck. And he, he that's not good. You know, they don't like what they see there. So um, he didn't say he feels perfect. He said, look, if they cleared him to play, he could go play. But very thrilled. He's very relieved there's no surgery. Um, You know, Daniel's been beaten down pretty good here. You know, he really has. He was asked about Jake Fromm. You know, what do you see from Jay? And he said he's a smart guy, works hard, blah, blah, blah. You could tell it was hard for him to talk about somebody else in his job. I mean, it takes a lot of... He's filling his role. He's filling his role. And it's it's even more difficult when you haven't played it to a level that everyone... Knows when you say, "Oh yeah, he's good," and you're, but you're better. It's hard to compliment. You know, it's kind of like, you know, telling a guy he's a good-looking guy, right? Did you ever have to do that? Did did you did someone have to fill in for you for a couple of yeah. games? And mm-hmm. which which it kicker was, had a well, fill in for obviously you? John Carney. That was weird in '08, but in preseason 2010, Reese Lloyd. Remember the big leg? He was a kickoff Reece guy. Reese Lloyd, yeah. And he yeah. came in and he kicked really, really well. Of course, and you guys are checking on my injury, and then. You know, I'm sure, I don't know, Garofalo, maybe even you was like, oh, well, he's been kicking really well, you know, just trying to get a rise out of me. And I probably said something smart ass. I'm like, well, this is my job. I'm just trying to get healthy. Uh, you know what? I remember that. I think yeah. at one point you said, yeah, like, this is my job. I'm not yeah, worried this about is it. training camp and it, this is a, a preseason and it's my yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's doing a nice job and it's my job. But yeah. there's there's a 5% worry, right? You just don't yeah. tell you guys, right? Because, <laughs> you know, it's um, it's like. This has happened, you know, one of my best friends, Dustin Colquitt, it happened to him both sides. He signed with the Falcons this year, goes on the COVID list. They signed Morstead. Morstead plays two games, does okay, makes a player of the week, nothing big deal. They cut Dustin. Well, guess what? Dustin goes to Cleveland this week because the Scotsman got COVID list. They just cut the Scotsman. Dustin's keeping that job. You just never know, especially in this COVID world. I mean, I wouldn't want to miss if I was a young player. You get put on that COVID list. Guy comes in. Oh, well, you know what? He's the flavor of the month. He's the flavor of the week. Everything went well. You win a couple games. They're not going to get rid of you. So I feel bad. Maybe Gillian got signed back to the practice squad, but one less Scotsman in the NFL. I mean, I don't know how they can play Sunday. (laughs) There's only one Scotsman. You know, the Giants have the rock. 
Dwayne Johnson in the room now. They have signed the defensive back. So uh, who's he? Can he can he smell? I have no idea, but he's got the Rock's name, Dwayne Johnson. So what is he? We'll, Three, we'll what is he? A, is he a two star? Do you have a break? Do you have a breakdown of the Giants' new Dwayne Johnson? He's a two star free agent. <laughs> it actually is the Rock. It's, Imagine it, it, it's the actor. Yeah, the we actor. Gotta, we got to put butts in the seats. So I'm. It yeah, wouldn't yeah. shock me, honestly. Yeah, he's yes. gonna play a little inside linebacker too. He's bulked up. Yeah, no, it's it's him. I see in our notes that Sirianni has COVID. Do we give a shit about him? Not really. Lawrence is having a curse-a-thon. This is like Maury. And, uh, Have I cussed? I'm sorry. It's It rolls off the tongue so genuinely. You are not hey, Lawrence, could you imagine? Look, God forbid, right? You can imagine if Tom Coughlin was coaching in the COVID era and told oh, you know, someone told him. He wouldn't have made it. Coach, you tested. Right. First of all, Tom could not deal with injuries. He hated talking about him. He hated discussing him. It made him go crazy with us. And could you imagine if this guy's got it? You imagine, Coach, um, you tested positive. Coughlin would be like, throw that out. Throw that sample out. Oh, <laughs> you imagine telling Tom just, Coughlin he would have to miss a game because he, he feels great, but he has COVID. Oh my God! I, I would pay actually pay good money to see reactions of Tom Coughlin in 2021. Let's preview this game, Lawrence. Start with you. The Giants are 10 point underdogs in Philly, four and ten. You know the Eagles rained on their parade by you know quitting in that final game last year. Do the Giants play spoilers in Philly? Yes. Wow. Jake from Jake from Jake from comes in. They're going to run the ball. You know Washington ran the ball decently well against them. I think if we can get Booker going and, and Saquon a little bit, this is a whole new ball game with Jake Fromm. I'm going to pick the Giants in a very very close game, twenty one to twenty. Twenty one twenty. Giants on the road. Short week for the Eagles. I, I'm picking the Giants. I'm going New York Football Giants. Twenty one twenty. From something tells me Paul doesn't agree with that pick. That's okay. Um, Lawrence, I just want to know, you know, you're pretty tight with your old teammates and everything. I just want to check Snee, O'Hara, Kareem, Deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Soiber, they're all going to They're going to be in Philly blocking for Fromm, right? Is that what you're making some of this no, pick on? No, that's why we're, we're going to run the football, Paul. Did oh, you hear my assessment? We're going to run it a little bit. Yeah. All right. Speaking of running the football, what are the 1985 Bears known for? Defensive line? Defense? Def- one of the best defenses in history, right? The Eagles just broke a record. The 85 Bears, seven straight games with 175 or more rushing yards. The last team to do that, the Eagles, this past week, okay? The Eagles have seven straight games with over 175 rushing yards. They are a force. You talk about running the ball. One of those games was, what, over 200 yards against the Giants, and they only scored seven points. Well, we had four picks too, right? Yes. I mean, and, and, and I think their quarterback... Jalen Hurts is not going to throw the ball nearly as much as he did in New York because, you know, in New Jersey, because that was that was a mistake. Leonard Williams played, God bless him. I don't know if the Giants can hold him under 150 or 175. I'm not taking the Giants. I like Jake Fromm, like you said. I like his body language, right? Big deal about me saying it. I like his body language. <laughs> I don't funny. know if I'm going to like his body of work when he's done with this. He'll do the best he can. I'm not picking the Giants, and I don't think they cover the 10 points. Paul, big body language guy, big, big, uh, <laughs> thick in the body language. All right, I'm taking, I'm taking the Eagles 24-17. I think Fromm keeps it close, but the Eagles still win. They just have so much more to play for in front of their home crowd. I think they win. All right, Sarah, what's your pick? 
honestly, I was thinking about this before uh, we connected. And, like, call me crazy. I actually am going to pick the Giants also, even though I've been You're so crazy. down on them. I've been so down on them the last few weeks. But I watched, like, half of that game last night, the Washington-Philly game. And I know the Eagles won, but all I saw were, like, so many turnovers, fumbles, all this stuff. So I think the one bright light of the Giants is the defense. So I think if the defense can do what they've kind of been doing and being solid at least – the Giants could win, and we'll see if Fromm can kind of do anything, maybe score a touchdown. That'd be a start. I'm going 21-10, Giants. Whoa, an 11-point victory. On the wow. flip side, you better rearrange your bets.com. No, <laughs> well, I don't decide till day of, but I am not picking this or the Jets game. Both I'm staying away from. Andrew Hartz, are you taking the Are you in the Christmas spirit as well, or are you not in the Jake Fromm State Farm? You know what? I'm on the bandwagon, and the crazies are going to be in the majority here for this week. I think the short week from the Eagles, uh, not crazy about that, not crazy about the head coach having COVID. I like very much what Sarah said. I think the Giants' defense plays well. I think, again, you have a short week with the Eagles' offense. They're just going to be too banged up, but I'm going to say it's going to be much closer. Not expecting a heck of a lot from Jake Fromm because I think he's still learning the playbook, and you know he's not fully there, but... I'm going to go Giants 17, Eagles 16, and the Giants win on a Graham Gano walk-off field goal. Woo! Wow. Let's go. We got okay. three out of five. It, I did have to, you did a factor in short week because there's never a Tuesday game. So it was yeah. a rare Tuesday. So you got four days, a coach with COVID. It, it, yeah. it is a, a week they could pull it off. Um, and then Jake Fromm rides into the sunset a couple more weeks. And, the, you know, the draft is getting interesting. I have a bunch Giants of friends that are Georgia Bulldogs fans. And so they've been texting me and let me they know. They must love them. They love them, right? They all love their Georgia quarterbacks, right? Stafford, this guy. Yeah. All right. Three out of five are taken. Big Blue. All right. Coming up next, we go through our Christmas wish list for the Giants on Blue Rush. Who really cares? All right, we're back on Blue Rush as we go through the Giants' Christmas wish list. If you all check your phones now, I, I have sent you a gift via text during the show. So let's let's see if you all got it. Make sure for Paul, I put as a message, happy belated Hanukkah, because I believe you do not celebrate Christmas. So although the it says Christmas, but uh, there you go. Lawrence, you too. You got one as well. So the whole Andrew got it. Thumbs up. Sarah, thumbs up. Everyone's got it. All right, good stuff. What am I supposed to do? This looks like a dangerous link. I'm not. A- oh no, it it is a gift card. It, I sent to to all of you for the Christmas season. This well, is mighty uh, nice. Hold on here. Well, anyways, enjoy. Get yourself a get yourself a ramen noodle hoodie, Jake. You're a good man. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. That's very um, nice. All right, now let's go through the Giants' Christmas wish list. So we'll start with you, Lawrence. On the first day of Christmas, the Giants gave to you. I hope they give us a new offensive coordinator. Whoever it is, we need a we need a brand new scheme. This the, we're all just assuming the judge is back, right? So I'm just going to say offensive coordinator, innovative scheme. Obviously, we need a lot more things, but that's where I would start. All right, on the second day of Christmas, the Giants gave to you, Paul Saquon Barkley, the real Saquon Barkley, not this imposter, not this one-legged, you know, three yards dropping passes, running into the line. I know the offensive line's no good. Saquon Barkley, it's in him. We saw it as a rookie. He was a hell of a player as a rookie. I think it still can be there. I'm not giving up on Saquon. Saquon, The real Saquon Barkley is what the Giants need You know, this holiday season. It won't be this year, but next year, 2022, the real Saquon Barkley. All right, Lawrence, on the third day of Christmas, the Giants gave to you. A right tackle, a very strong, stout 
right tackle. I thought Matt Pert was the guy. I still am not saying he's finished, but I think he's a career backup at this point, unless he you know, shows a little bit more. So we definitely need a right tackle to partner up with Andrew Thomas. Wow. From the Matt Pert fan club to a career backup, how the tides have turned on the yep. Matt Pert. Hey, the train. film, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Watch the film. He's just not good, man. All right. On the fourth day of Christmas, the Giants gave to you, Paul. Healthy Kadarius Tony. Okay. We saw six quarters of Kadarius Tony that you could say, that's why they picked that guy. The second half in New Orleans and the game in Dallas, right? He, where he was phenomenal. We've seen it. He's had a very funky, weird rookie year, hurt, COVID. I, I think I uh, listed it the other day. Ankle, hamstring, quad. Now it's a um, oblique. Two COVIDs, okay? That's a rough year. Two COVIDs, yes. We, you know, this guy's got more than this. He's a little bit of an unusual dude, but... Um, we got to see Kadarius next year and, you know, get him on the field and let's see what he can do. On the fifth day of Christmas, the Giants gave to LT. Very unpopular. This is going to be unpopular. Unpopular. I would like to see Kevin Abrams be named general manager of the New wow. York football Giants. The cap god. Well, I say that because he's been here for a long time. He's never. He should have been hired last cycle before Gettleman, and I think we would have avoided this mess that we're in. But I think he deserves a shot to run this team. And here's how I'll say it. If we're keeping judge, you give Abrams one year. And then if it doesn't work out, you fire everyone next year. I know that's not what we want to keep doing, but I would love to see Kevin Abrams get a shot at running this team. I think he's different. I know him personally. I think he's different than some of these guys that have have had the reins before. He is a friend of the program as well. Shout out to Kevin Abrams. On the sixth day of Christmas, the Giants gave to you, Paul. The sixth sixth night of Hanukkah would, in your case, yes. Yes, well, Christmas, Hanukkah, yes. It's 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 all part of the season. I would say, you know what? Poor Sterling Shepherd. I hope he mends. I hope he comes back. Ask me, you know, to bet a hundred bucks. I think he might have played his last game for the Giants, but I hope he goes somewhere and plays good football, whether it's with the Giants or somewhere else. He deserves to be on a good team, being the slot receiver, not being the superstar. Catching important passes like Steve Smith did, right, Lawrence? Like guys in the slot can do. He could do that. He just can't be the lead dog. He he deserves better than this. Yeah, Sterling will have a Sterling will have a market. He'll have a market for sure if if somebody if he gets cut for cap reasons or whatever. He's that kind of player. It's gotta prove he's healthy though. You know, sure. You know, it won't be big yeah. money, but he'll have a market in terms of someone saying one year prove it deal. You're up, Lawrence. On the seventh day of Christmas, the Giants gave to you a healthy Nick Gates. Oh, you that know, was mine. Darn it. See, no, was it? Well, <laughs> it you, was. You've, I, you focus solely on health. This Think about this season, though. Where You've mentioned three players, Paul. I just mentioned a fourth. I really liked what he brought to the table. I thought we lost a little bit of an edge when he went out, and that was a horrific injury. I just hope he lives a normal life, right? We don't even know if he can play football. But I would love to see him come back and, you know, play football for us. He's a good I, player. I saw Nick Gates the other day walking off the practice field. I saw the video. I guys, he, he like had he a pretty, pretty good limp. Mm, yeah, pretty that's... pretty good limp. You know, he's he's not out of the woods yet. No. All right. On the eighth day of Christmas, Paul, the Giants gave to you. They gave to me a, a pass rusher. The Giants need a pass rusher. Lorenzo Carter had the best game of his career this past week against the Cowboys. Too little, too late. You know, that's it's we've seen too much of him. I like Aziz Ojolari a lot. He's got eight sacks as a rookie. 
set the rookie Giants rookie record, which of course is not a real rookie record because Lawrence Taylor had nine and a half in 1981, and there wasn't an official stat then. A pass rusher. They have two picks in the top six, probably. I would say offensive lineman and pass rusher, maybe two offensive linemen, but there's a couple of studs there. If you can get one of them, you got to get a pass rusher, period. You know, Patrick Graham is really good, but Steve Spagnola was really good when he had pass rushers. You, know, you need pass <laughs> yep. rushers. They, they make those guys look brilliant. On the ninth day of Christmas, the Giants gave to LT. Um, I would like to see a smarter marketing from the Giants and not medium Pepsis to our fan base. Somebody has to pay the price for that with their job. Let's bring in someone smarter that makes better decisions when it comes to our season ticket holders. It was a mockery. It was all over social media. It was all over the entire NFL landscape. So marketing, whoever you are, let's make better decisions for 2022. We're getting deep into the days of Christmas that we yeah. are changing the marketing director at this yes. point. <laughs> They're all, everything's on the table. Next, we're going to get the custodian. All right. On the 10th no, day of Jose, Christmas. Jose the- is off limits. You don't touch Jose. No, that's <laughs> Jose's been there for years. He's got four Jose, rings. Jose, Jose, Nobody, Jose. He's never the right. problem. On the 10th day of Christmas, the Giants gave to you, Paul. Well, if you think the marketing guy was was a, a low blow, I am wishing Joe Judge his hill. You know, you, you know, Joe Judge wants a hill built. Uh, at, I, I've at heard the Meadowlands. This. Yes, he wants a hill. The Patriots have a hill, so they run up a hill in practice. Now he says this is not punitive. When you run up a hill, you can't hurt your hamstring. You can't, if you think of it, you can't hurt your hamstring. That's not the muscle that that is is affected when you run up a hill it, it it doesn't it's much better on your joints they have a hill in new england in foxborough he wanted a hill at the giants facility he couldn't get the damn thing built this whole year because they all this red tape and bs at the meadowlands and and, and union and everything like that there are plans in place for his hill it's going to make a big difference for this team and you'll see they're going to be running up that hill and running up the scoreboard so <laughs> get him his hill get the man his hill the Giants are 4-10, and ten and we're asking for Hills and marketing directors. All right, on the 11th day of Christmas, the Giants gave to you, LT. We got to get Blake Martinez back, leader of the defense, middle linebacker, great player, great leader. If he comes back healthy, it just helps his football team. So I think, you know, we need as many good players as we can get, and hopefully Blake Martinez comes back from that ACL in 2022. I would say they need a couple of linebackers, too, if you want to – pair in that category assuming they get him back at one or two more all right the final night of christmas on the 12th night of christmas the giants gave to you paul an editor for joe judge i like his message he needs to condense it he needs to say more with less i think it would help him with his team you know one of the little things that people don't know about the giants the way they operate is they're often late you know if they say they have a noon conference call with Joe Judge, it starts at 12-11. Things are late a lot, you know what I mean, which is not like the Tom Coughlin era because, and I think part of it is because Joe Judge just has so much to say and says so much. Too much, maybe too much. Editor, edit it down, you know. One of the big things when I send stories and they say, good story, cut it, trim it down. You got too much in there. So everyone needs a good editor. Joe Judge needs an editor. Let's get an editor. Let's get the Hill. Let's get the marketing guy. Let's get Blake. Let's get the, the every. Let's get everything. Let's get everything. Hopefully here. they can. Yeah. 
I'll throw in a new punter and another quarterback. Whoa, I think. whoa, and, easy. No, no more Riley Dixon. You can't throw in terrible. a punter with Lawrence here, you know? Uh, you need a new punter. Riley Dixon's You've got to bring some – how so? How 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 bad was he Sunday? He, just look at the numbers. I mean, he hasn't been as – you know, Graham's been great, but you got to get a new punter in here. I don't know. I think it's time, and I think you need a quarterback, whether that's Russell or it's someone else. Someone to compete with Daniel Jones. The Russell trade probably won't happen because the Giants are in cap hell. Wait, you got to get we, a quarterback to compete. Didn't we the finish cap? the 12 days already? How many days? Yeah, well, we I'm doing here? 13th We're days. Doing the, 13th but the, cap, the cap is the cap, but it's just math. That can always be manipulated. You know, it's it's an easy excuse for us fans to say we're in cap hell. It can always be manipulated. So if they and, want them, if they want them, they'll get them. That, that says we can't do something because of the cap is either mismanaged it's, or lying. It's never yeah. happened in the history of the game. Well, Kevin Abrams, he is in charge of the cap, and apparently he's the new GM, according to Lawrence, maybe, hopefully one day. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. There's your Giants with us on Blue Rush. I had all sorts of poutine in my life. <laughs> all righty, Lawrence, you want to close out the Merry Christmas edition of Blue Rush? I do, Jake. And by the way, the flaming Hot Cheetos, is that right? <laughs> I'm losing my mind. That says cheerio to episode 95. The Rocky Bernard edition of Blue Rush. Rocky Bernard. Our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown, Sarah McCrory, and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. That makes me think, Lawrence, uh, I would like a Honey Nut Cheerio hoodie. Maybe I could find on Amazon at some point. What will you buy with your $25 gift card? Will you get another ugly sweater, Lawrence? Well, you've taken all the ramen noodles, and it looks like these Cheeto things. Perhaps I'll go for a nice candy bar. A lovely British delight. Get Blue Rush a wee five-star rating and writes in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. You can also now give us a five-star rating on Spotify. That's a nice word. And for Polly Schwartz, Jake Brown, Sarah McCrory, Andrew Hartz, all four names are back. I'm the Scotsman, Lawrence Tynes. We return on Monday following the Giants matchup and Philly with the Bloody Eagles. Enjoy the game, folks, and have a merry, merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody.